One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello everybody, welcome back to a slightly later than usual Rule the Roost podcast. It's been a busy week, but I'm not going to lie spooky, I've also just not really felt that extra little push this week to, 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 to you know, to really shuffle things around. Like, I'll, I'll, my sister's getting married this weekend, so there's a lot of admin oh, nice. all around that. And Congrats. Oh, thank you. Um, but there's, do you know what I mean? There's all admin helping out doing this and that and just yeah. whatever stuff life admin um but i have also thought i'm not going to completely blame my sister for the lack of a podcast because i just thought after that brentford game with everything going on it's kane state it's just a, it's a bit much at the moment right and i wanted to i wanted yeah. i wanted to let the dust settle and all that <laughs> and then just this morning after we after we agreed i, I think i sent you a message about eight o'clock last night you want to do a pod tomorrow mate yep grand i wake up this morning and it's the David Brent, you know, the white chiffon scarf. Oh, for fuck's sake. As we see, <laughs> Arna Slot, words from the horse's mouth. Yeah, no, I'm not going there. I'm, I'm staying at Feyenoord. I'm having a great time here. Like, I know, man. What's, what's going on, Spook? Like, I, and I, I bought into Slot completely, yeah. but, the, but then I've probably done that with two or three other managers in the past few months. Um because or because you want to anchor yourself to, to to a little bit of hope, right? I, I know people people don't like it when when you get philosophical about football, but football's there as an as an escapism to make you feel better. And as much and as much as we like self deprecating about Spurs, and as much as we like to bang on about everything that's wrong with the club, and there's a lot wrong with Tottenham, you know, at board level, at chairman level, uh, the, the basic fundamental football decisions we we from our perspective because all we've got to go on it's not the rumors and what the journalists are sharing it's the output of the football on the pitch and we seem to get it wrong time and time again so where you are right now is where I am and most and I think most Spurs fans are, are kind of lost in apathy in terms of the last few weeks has just been a rinse and repeat it's just been another game towards the end of the season we just want the end of the season to come how how many conversations can you have with your mates after the game in the pub uh in whatsapp or on a podcast about the same thing you yeah, know the football right. doesn't mean anything at this point right even though mason believes it's like a like an audition unfortunately there's not enough there for it to be that in, in my opinion and the players are, are most of those players are signed off for the year they need to fear they need to, to fear in, um, in 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 competition for places. Uh, they, they need to fear that they're going to lose their, their their place to someone else. They they need to understand what it is the club are aiming to do from a football perspective. There's none of that now. There's just another broken broken attempt at fixing something with the wrong tools. So so I think everybody's in this position where we're just fucking fed up. We're just fed up. Look, on, uh, on, we're just 
on on that one, mate, I'll, I'll jump in there because yeah, yeah, go for there's, it. There's a really your pod. You can do what you what, what you want. You know? <laughs> well, I just I think there's an interesting point there because it is one of those things I've initially kind of mm. scoffed at, and it's got on my back up, mm. and I've wanted to sort of cape for the guy in the past. But like you're talking about there, the players not really having to fight for it. Where do you stand on the whole idea that if it's to be believed that Eric Dyer's on the verge of getting, say, like a new three, four year contract at the club? Because when people were kicking off about that at first, I was kind of like, no, nah, fuck off, man. Like he's 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 a good lad. He's been here for a good few years now. He's a good squad player. And now I'm suddenly like, is that part of the problem, though? Is that part of the, that? Like I even that yeah. we start to think that way. I wonder what the players think. Oh well, you know, I've got my four year. I'm all right here. Like, should we be like looking to move people mm. like him on? You know. So like, I've I've been talking about like the culture of comfort, like the fact that it that there is a culture of comfort. This whole debate around it's the players, it's the manager. It's a bit of both, right? Yeah. And in terms of in terms of it being about the players, it's not so much about the individuals, even though there are one or two individuals that, and we can come back to Dyer momentarily, there's one or two individuals that probably need to lead the club at this point. Um, I think it's the culture around that, and there is a culture of comfort. And and, and, it, and a lot of that has to do with Spurs, not really, even though we buy, we do sign players every summer, every window, we are buying new players. So the personnel is changing, but there is something at the very core that has retained dominance, uh, maybe that's, that's the wrong word for it, but influence perhaps over what these guys are doing week in, week out. And it, and, it, and it is a case of, you know, you look at the player committee, I know people might disagree with this, you know, the fact that we have a committee, we have players that, that feel that they, you know, they, they should be the voice of the, the whole dressing room. You know, in my opinion, it should be Kane and, and probably no one else. And Hugo Lloris, when he was, when he was still captain quality, so you, you have something in within the club that has festered and, and it's it's off the back of us not really knowing who we are. Like just off the back of Pochettino's tenure, bored about talking about Poch at this point. Yeah. But we've never really moved on. As much as we have moved on buying new players, but we've just tried to fix something that's 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 not fixable. It, it you need to chuck it away, you need to start again. So Dyer is probably the poster boy for what is wrong about Spurs. And I mean that in a way that, you know, I, I like Eric Dyer. I haven't, I haven't got a problem with him. I'm not one of these supporters that, that that's just foaming at the mouth, fucking hates everything about Tottenham, hates the complacency to the point where they're abusive towards players. Like, there's there's a reason why. There's a reason why Eric Dyer is is still at the club and in, in and and he still doesn't really know what type of footballer he is. And he has purple patches, and, and then he has massive dips in confidence. There's a lot of players like that, I suppose, mm -hmm. because we don't know what it is we're asking him to be. We're, we're, we're bringing in managers like Mourinho and Conte, and we're playing the complete opposite of the football that we need as a fan base. And and that all then it becomes a melting pot, right? And it, everything feeds into everything. And with Spurs as well, for whatever reason, whether it's our fault, the fans, or whether it's the media narrative, or whether it's just the fault of the club for just being a bunch of dozy pricks, like we seem to attract attention that very few other clubs get when they're not doing very well. And yet we're the club that get mocked for never really challenging and contending and winning things, but yet the pressure is on us more than the, the other clubs that do. Maybe because... 
the likes of Chelsea will probably get back to winning things next season. Whereas Spurs are always on the outside looking in and, and never seem to get it right. So it's it's a cultural thing at this point. And Eric Dyer is comfortable if we're if we're rewarding him when what we should be looking at is let's just start let's just start again. We we've we've wasted four years not starting over. We're trying to reboot in pockets. Just do something completely different this time. Bring in someone and just start from the beginning, even if it takes a couple of seasons to get going. And I'm sure a lot of fans won't like that, but you you can't ask for one thing and then demand a, a set of rules and regulations over how that's delivered, like with immediacy. Like There has to be a painful rebuild. And and with Spurs, it's just been sellotape and blue tack since Pochettino left. It's not really been, who are we? What do we want to be? This is what we're going to do to do that. It's been, let's bring in someone to to kind of fix something and get the most out of what we've got. At this point, it, you, you've got to look at what's wrong from a player player perspective, player's perspective, man, managerial perspective, and football perspective. And and to be honest. We could be on this pod for hours talking about all the little things. I'll finish up, though, this this mini rant and say that everything is actually fixable, Jack. It's not as bad as we think it is right now. Right now, we're exhausted because uh, here we go again. We're in the same place again. How many times do we have to go through this? Get it right just once. Last time we got it right was accident, accidental with Pochettino. And look at that journey. And that's all I want with Spurs now. Get someone in who's going to play good football, but allow that person to create a team in the in the identity that we want. That manager has to amplify what we want to be. And unfortunately, I don't think Levy and the rest of them know what it is that we, we want to be at this point. Well, that's part of the problem, isn't it, though? But very, very, well, <laughs> very well put, mate. But I mean, that that's, that's the whole problem, isn't it? Because I find myself kind of falling back into this compartment I've built for myself where I'm like, look, yeah. whatever, Levy's not going to go anywhere. I, I'm not going to waste too much of my kind of mental energy focusing on that side of things. I just want to, like you say, focus on how we can enjoy it as fans, right? We we went into yeah, Pochettino, exactly. not expect... We, I don't think anybody <clears throat> dreamed that the Pochettino thing would go anywhere close to where it did, right? Um, yeah. If you think about Martin Yol, it, it didn't reach the heights of Pochettino, but we still had a, a fucking good time, you know? Um, so th- there's there's one half of me that's like, yeah, I really want to enjoy it, but I just cannot escape now. I can't escape from the feeling that it's just done with Levy now. It is just done. And I I have been on the fence for, for so long about, you know, we've had long conversations on here about all this, all the good he's done and what have you, but it just feels now that it's, catastrophe after catastrophe is a very charged term let's just say there's there's been a pattern of mismanagement coming from the very top of the club that yeah feels it to me now it feels like there's just there's just dark clouds over the club now over pretty much everything that we do we're always going to fill in the blanks right the media are going to fill in the blanks in places but with things like slot you know we've heard various different things already as to why slot may not be signing for Spurs, why something that seems like it was pretty much bang on now, we're all getting ready, we're all getting excited about it, 
Nathan's done yet another one of his tactical breakdowns of a manager that's then pulled out at the 11th hour. And He's a curse, that Nathan. I know, mate. Like we've got Stop to... making videos, for God's sake. Just, just chasing the clicks. Just do you know what I mean? It, let's just, just, yeah, let's do him in. Um, but we've, we're back in this place again, right, where yeah. we're the joke once again. Right. And look, mm. that that's that's coming from somewhere, man. Like whether that's that managers are meeting with Levy and Scott Munn, if he's even on the job yet, fuck knows. I mean, he's flying out to places with Levy, as we've seen from their builder's bum photo in the in uh, Starbucks or wherever it was at London City Airport. Like, you know, there the, the must just be such a, a, a whiffy aura over Tottenham now that, mm. that people don't want to come near us. And I, I would be careful with this, right? Because, like, like... Spurs. Okay, we are not when for what we have, for what we have in terms of stadium, for what we have in terms of of a loyal fan base, uh, uh, revenue, all the other bits and pieces. The fact that we always have great players playing for us, right? It's, it's, it, you can't deny these things. Mm-hmm. The football's not been good for 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 several years now, and there's been various factors uh, for that, mostly the desperation and the ambition that we do have. I think Levy is incredibly naive. I think his heart is in the right place. I don't buy into this this kind of caricature that he's no. he doesn't give a shit about anything. I think this is where this is where I, I lose the the desire to have discussions with certain people about about this. Because if you're not gonna admit the the good that he's done for the club, or if you're not gonna talk about um if you're not going to talk about the, 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 the details and you're just going to decide, well, you know, we haven't won anything. We've won one cup in 23 years and that's that's the meme. That's the that's the statement. Nothing else matters. You, you know, you, you have to be willing to just look at the bigger picture. Now, granted, looking at the bigger picture does nothing for, for us right now. In the details, unfortunately, Levy is naive. He's complacent. He it not it's not by design. I'm sure, like I said, his heart is in the right place, but his delivery with the football is just uh, jelly. It's just it's it's just it wobbles like jelly that's been splattered on the floor at a kids' party and the, the dogs trodden in it. It's just a fucking it's a mess. And this ha- this happens often with people who are supreme at the commercial aspect, or they 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 they're supreme at doing one particular thing. And then they try to to, to, to lean into something else, um, and, and often Levy talks about not wanting to to to. He didn't intend to be like this kind of prominent chairman, right? And he, yeah. he does his best not to be prominent. He he's obviously quite a shy guy. Is is quite awkward socially? Is the impression I get when you see him talk, and he would prefer to to not be in the public eye, and and that's fine. But at at what point do you as a person kind of stand outside of your own body almost and just say, do you know what? I'm not, this isn't working. I, I can't figure this out. Now we kind of spoke uh, briefly about how modern football is a bit of a, is a, generally a bit of a mess when you're appointing managers, especially at top tier clubs. It's hard to say 
we want a project manager, you've got five years because the demand is we need to be in Champions League every season. We need to be tr- we be we we need to try to win something every season. So it kind of changes what you're trying to do as a club, which is why he's gone for Mourinho and why he's gone for for Conte. And in another universe, those work out if you actually give them what they want. And the, the, the reality is, that both of those managers knew they weren't going to get what they wanted in, 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 in immediately. Conte often said it would take many, many windows, but these two would still be hypocrites to 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 the assignment by by then turning it back on the club, not doing enough to support them. It's like well either you're gonna you're gonna take a few seasons to get where you want to go or you're not. So already in the last two appointments you can see that we don't really have a plan. We don't really have a blueprint. It's just this keep the ball rolling, keep, keep you know keep keep the train going try and get to where, where we want to be but without really any consequence of what it means for us going and watching Spurs what it means in terms of entertainment what it means in terms of um, togetherness, togetherness because all we have at the moment is a very fragmented experience right yeah like we're not really happy with the football I've spent most of the last four years defending Mourinho and Conte give it time we can win ugly you know it gives us a little bit of a a spiteful dimension, but it, it, but then the football turns to complete turgidness, and 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 then it all breaks apart. So Levy, just to round up, I know I know I'm ranting again, mate, and I've gone off on one. It's one of those uh, days, though, isn't it, mate? But it's it's just what it's like at the moment. Yeah, it, it we we with Levy, it, he, he you if you have to you have to at some point say let's let's sacrifice a season or two. Let's actually do something where, in the short term, it will it will breed momentum in the long term, and 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 do so by making the right decision for what the football club needs. Now, what that looks like, I don't know, because you can only appoint the available managers, right? So you need to you need to find a manager that fits the philosophy, aggressive attacking football, you know, with a bit of steel, plays the the the, the youth players, you know, someone who's ambitious, who who wants to win, because. To follow up on something else you said, Spurs are not... A, I mean, we are a poison chalice, but at the same time, imagine achieving something at this football club. What it would mean for us, to the manager that does that, and what it means for the manager who, who comes in and says, well, it wasn't that difficult to win something at Tottenham. Don't know what the fuck everyone else was trying to do. I think it is still a big, big challenge. Um, I, I think we shouldn't read too much into the, the narratives and, and, and the rest of it, because I think on the outside... Managers just want their money. That you know, they want to take a risk. They're going to get paid off if it, if it doesn't go according to plan. Spurs have got fantastic, uh, a fantastic stadium and, and 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 training facilities. And I've only said that because I know it's going to trigger some of the people listening. <laughs> but we've, we've got all the right things in place. What it's we only creme have... de la creme the audience that listen to this, mate. So don't worry <laughs> yeah. about that. We what we haven't got is just that ruthless cutthroat decision making at high level. Like, you, right, we want you to be the manager. What do you want to to, to achieve success? What is your vision? And then allow that person to fit in. But at the moment, we don't know who's coming in. We haven't got a director of football. We don't know how it's going to work. It just feels like we're just throwing more fuel on the fire, and it's just it's going to be another. It's going to just be another bonfire at some point, no but, doubt, but, if, if we keep doing this. But this feels like it's all part of it, mate. Like, you know, they, the lads were speaking about this on the Extra Inch 
the other the other week and it's it, mm. it just seems <laughs> it just seems so obvious so you know we're going out and hiring a manager before we've hired our director of football it it just it seems to be this kind of backward thinking that is mm. just plaguing the club now if we want to go for a director of football if that's what we want then surely part of their job is doing all of those things that you were just touching on there defining the club's character defining the or at least the playing staff's character defining the identity defining the type of football we want to play and then fitting a manager in to fit that purpose yeah it just seems again we're doing this like backwards compatibility type thing of let's bring in a manager and then let's try and get in a director of football that's database or whatever not knowing what this manager's opinion on that might be or how well they gel with this potential director of football or yeah. I mean you know there's this talk about the Nagelsmann deal the wheels falling off of that because he wanted to appoint his own director of football that does feel a bit dodgy to me you know it feels mm. like you know the director of football should have some insulation from the manager because ultimately the director of football is surely the person that should be kicking up to Levy saying mate this guy's lost a dressing room or so on and so forth you know that that type of thing just everything feels very very jumbled at the moment and whether that you know this is kind of what scott munn's maybe supposed to be helping sort out who knows you know again it it's one of these other things and like you were saying things do change things do change quickly but also and i know this is always this is always the kind of the the response when you try to put a positive slant on thing, mm. well, but, well, but. However, <laughs> it mm. it does feel, I think, like the emergence of Newcastle, Arsenal on a massively upward trajectory. You would imagine Liverpool will be back up and again in the mix. United are on an upward curve. Chelsea, are they going to stay as bad as they were again this year? Brighton now, look, look at them, absolutely flying. Look at teams like even Villa. They're just kind of showing you that, like, you can't, you just cannot rest. You cannot rest in the Premier League. You have to have a clear plan, right? You have to. And you have to have a good manager that's bought into the club, that's bought into what you're trying to do, which is to win, which is to get further and further up the league. And, you know, like you say, there's there's a lot of mischaracterization about, is that even a word, mischaracterization? Let's go with it. It is now, man. Go it. <laughs> about Daniel Levy, about, oh, he's just happy to put on Beyonce concerts and all. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't believe that either. I, I like you think, yeah, I think he is quite naive in a certain way. And that feels, you know, a man, me saying that of a man who is infinitely more successful than I am. But yeah, it, just in this sense, it does, it does feel that like, you know, he, I think it's not all naivety. I think there's a lot of ego at play. I think anybody yeah, yeah, who, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who is, I guess he's a billionaire now or close to probably, you know, he's 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 a very wealthy man, let's put it that way. And to get to where he has done in life, you have to be wired a certain way, right? I talk about this a lot on here, about the way people are wired, the way players are, the way people at work in football are. You know, they yeah. aren't like you or I. They're just not. Like, they're, they are different. And you do have to have that level of ego to be as successful as that. So we can't sit here and be like, oh God, he's so egotistical. Well, of course he is. You know, he's 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 steering the ship of a multi-billion pound football franchise in the Premier League. Like, of course he's he's got a certain type of ego. A certain type of ego shuts out intrusive thoughts. A, cer- a certain type of ego that probably thinks, you know, in his quieter moments and wouldn't communicate this publicly, 
all these plebs think they know better than me. How laughable, you know, that, that type of thing. That, and that's probably what yeah. carries these people through. But it feels now that that just isn't enough. And that is becoming his undoing. It, it really is because I, I think I, 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 look, mate, I just, I look at this now and I just think it's, it's a mess. It, it feels like a mess and it feels like yeah. really nobody wants to touch us. And look, there's two ways this goes because I feel like I need to, I need to stop you, Jack, yeah. in case you hurt yourself, mate. So, um, <laughs> but, but seriously, like there's there's two two ways it goes. Like the one way, the one way is one that's going to make a lot of people happy, even though it's going to hurt them at the same time, and that is that it, that it does get worse, and that this might be the only way that that you you get to to see Levy step away without him truly stepping away. So he moves away from being the chairman, and 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 he's still he's still involved. He still owns the club, you know. He doesn't go away until he sells the the club, right? And then we get new owners and new problems. But he, the only way that um, he steps away is if this does progressively get worse, and the abuse and the, or, or rather not the abuse. No, I'll I'll, uh, I'll take that back. Strike that. Um, the the noise. Ex- extends from it being like 40 to 60 people outside the ground who are generally ignored by most of the people walking past them. And credit to those that do go there and stand there. I might not agree with them and the delivery of what their message is, but they're committed to, to, to turning up and doing what they're doing to, to, to make their feelings felt. Sure, and they're powerless. L- leave other like, people alone, though, if they want to go into the club shop and buy stuff. Right, we, we, can, <laughs> we can talk about that later if you want. I've, I've not, I've, I didn't actually see any of that, so I can't really comment, but... The point being is, when it moves away from it just being a, a very small minority and loads of people on Twitter thinking that Twitter is, is, is the entire world when it literally is nothing, it's just like a, a half a percentage of everything. Um, when, it's, when it expands into the stadium and there's that organic reaction that has nothing to do with what you're reading on tweets and blogs and, and listening to, to, to the likes of us on the podcast, it happens from... An emotional place from the heart, from from the spirit, and if when everyone reacts in a certain way, if you've got the entire stadium, the entire imagine the entire stadium, not just pockets of the south stand, singing for Levy to leave, right? As as hard as this guy is to be a, a, almost a billionaire, you know, to to be where he is in life, you know, it's gonna get to him. I mean, his wife reached out to him the other day, which was quite a human moment because he almost felt like she'd only do that if she knew that it's hurting him so it must be hurting him to, to a certain degree as, as as much as people want to pretend that he doesn't care he obviously does if but and he may be from an egotistical point like yeah. like you said it might be from why the fuck are they abusing me i don't get it it might be from that perspective to be fair right so if it gets to a place where he just thinks, fuck this, I'm going to step down, someone else can do the job, he's still going to be there. The, 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 the financial aspect, you know, you can split the commercial side and the football side and have a chairman on each, on each side, right, or, or, or a leader on each, on each side. But fundamentally, it's still the same revenue streams that go back into the football. So you're not really losing Levy until he's, he's, he's gone. So then you're left with this, this, this kind of reliance on him to have an epiphany and do something completely left field, but also very basic because that's what Spurs need. We need basic things to be done. 
uh, because we have the capacity to be really good. You can bang on about Brighton. I mean, Newcastle are un- undeniable because of the, the, the money. You can bang on about Villa and all the, these other clubs. This has happened before. We've been left behind before. And these clubs fall apart for a, a multitude of reasons because they sell their best players yeah. or they hit poor form and the, the chairman actually panics and they bring in someone new. You know, the Spurs are not going anywhere. And maybe that's not a good thing either because we're standing still. Are you as confident time, on that though, mate, now? I'm, mate, I'm not... Because not... I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not, honestly I'm not... not anymore. And I I'm used not... to be. I used to be really... I always had this baseline level that Levy will... We've got such a system in place or whatever that will at least ensure that we probably won't finish... A, a, a catastrophe would be finishing like top of the bottom half of the Premier League. Right, that would be a terrible season. Chelsea, Exhibit A this year. Right, that type of thing. But I don't know, man. I just, I, I think, I honestly, honestly think, and I'm, I'm really trying to not get too swept up in it. But I really, I'm not saying it's, it's likely. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. What I'm saying now is that I'm in a place where I wouldn't be surprised if we found ourselves next year having a season like West Ham have had this year. I, we lose Kane this year. I, I really wouldn't be surprised to see that happen to us. That we find ourselves in a bit so of a pickle, having a bit of yeah, a, a horrible I mean, this is season. like worst worst case scenario. Yes. And, and 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 I get the fact that you're even thinking that means that there's a potential for that to happen. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Happen. I, I, my entire identity is around you know, the rom- the romantic notions of, of being a football fan. You know, go to the game, have a beer, burst a balloon, just just have a laugh with your mates and just <laughs> just generally just try try and tie into that escapism part. Now, obviously, I've been going to Tottenham since well, 1987, like more or less consistently, a couple of season tickets, um, loads of away games back in the day when I was a lot younger and, and was able to do that. Um, I've seen a lot of shit. I, I, there's a patch in the 90s that I barely remember. It, it, the football was so bad and diabolical that I barely remember. Like, if you told me, like, name the 11 that played, I, I would, I'd say Nicola Berti. Yeah. Oh, and that Italian. Uh, um, fullback. Yeah, and, <laughs> and do you know, my, my brain melts because it was so awful. And we have come a long way since then. Sure. We've never really been, we've never really been a, a, a well-managed club at board level. If you go back to... The way we got rid of Bill Nick, the 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 the, Bir- the way Birkenshaw was handled, uh, Irving Scholar being overly ambitious from a like a financial p- uh, perspective, that 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 made us basically 
you know, brought the club to its knees in the early 90s with, with Sugar having to, to, to buy us out. And then everything since 2006 has been on a steady rise. And we have been really unfortunate, right? We've, if we had won all these little cup finals that we had along the way, people wouldn't be complaining that much, right? But we would still have a right to complain because we, we would still say, we can do a lot better than this. Like, we're just, we're just, we're just. We're just ticking the, all the boxes that are, are available. How about creating our own boxes and ticking them and then never stopping to look at what we need to do? I mean, Liverpool is the perfect example. They knew what they needed to do to fix up and they did it. And the the, the rest is literally history in terms of what they achieved, right, at our cost. We're sliding um, doors what, that them with them and us. It, yeah. And it makes me feel sick. Even when you bring it up, it's just like, fucking hell, man. You know, it, it really is. It's the bullseye. Look at what you could have won, isn't it? You know? But do you know what it is as well, Jack? Because we don't have... Who was it who said it? Someone said it on one of my pods, I think. Um, Filthy Shambles been, podcast. Have a listen. Yeah, on yeah, Filthy Shambles podcast. Uh, little plug there. Just uh, Spotify and the rest of the platforms. Uh, not as good as this one, though. Uh, I don't think. Credit to you, Jack. Oh, okay. Um, just remember to pay me, mate. Um, so the <laughs> someone said on, on my pod that we have a, a we have a board that are 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 a top four board. They know they understood how to get into the top four. Now they don't understand how to to push a little bit further. Yeah. And you know, there's this thing about oh, we're happy with Champions League. Well, actually, yes, we need Champions League to be to be able to then be competitive enough to maybe challenge for the league. If you're finishing top four every season, at some point you're going to be in a title race. It it just happens. You look at this season, the way loads of clubs fell apart, and Arsenal had this kind of no pressure run towards the league title, and then the moment the pressure was on, they they obviously collapsed. And 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 City are. A, obviously a machine if you look at the the output they've had with league titles so you're already up against it winning the league is not an easy thing to do but you have to you have to consider how can we win the league with all these other clubs around us you have to have those conversations internally you have to think what is the the strategy here to be able to be competitive from top to bottom spurs have lost that connection from the academy to the first team they've lost their identity they've lost the the, the type of football that we want to see as a basic you know through the door necessity on match days we've kind of lost that 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 desire uh, um, you know, we go there already thinking, what are we going to watch today? And we're very self-deprecating. But unfortunately, we're now quite self-loathing. And, and you know, there's a little bit in, uh, of that in me, maybe not as much as it's with you. I mean, you're catastrophizing in terms of relegation next season. Like, potentially, you probably woke up in a sweat thinking about that. <laughs> um, and and that's and that's testament to how how badly we've been managed. But I also think there is an exaggeration in that as well. I think me you can appoint no well everybody no <laughs> no, no I'm not talking about you but, but you can yeah. you can ban it yourself here yeah. um just generally speaking I think we do exaggerate as well because often we think yeah. finality it's the end of the world we're never going to recover from this and we fuck we always recover now at some point we might not at some point it might be that we've pushed that luck a little bit too much and it's just snapped you know and it's it's they, the club and the board, I do not think, ultimately, they don't fear failure. 
They, they're not, because they think our failure is maybe not finishing in the Champions League. And we're going to be really unhappy about that because of commercial reasons. What they should be fearing is how far away are we now from ever winning the league title or winning a couple of cups or having success in Europe? Like they, 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 the benchmark for them should be, you know, like how close are we, how closer are we to maybe becoming a serious contender, like we were for a couple of good seasons under under Pochettino, and and that's I think I can complete agreement with you, and I agree with all these people that seem to to despise and hate me and think that I'm a Levy apologist. I actually agree with people that say Levy out and Enoch out. I just don't know what the alternative is when you when. They choose when they will leave. They choose when yeah. they, you know, when they win by selling the club and making billions. It's we're going to win as a consequence of that, but only because of their success by selling the football club. So we are powerless uh, ultimately, uh, which is why I just want to go to the. I, I, I still want to go to games and enjoy the experience of it. And I just, ha- I just have to hope we get the appointment right. I don't know who that is, and I. I to be honest with you, Jack, I don't think I'm even going to be overly critical with whoever gets appointed because I, there was something about Pochettino I didn't fancy, even yeah. though he, he did well at Southampton. I thought, this is too big for him. And, and what, what do we really know as football fans? Often we think we know everything. And then, you know, Danny Rose, five-year contract, got mocked, run off Twitter. And then, and then what happened? And similar things like that are happening all the time now. Uh, because we're, we are in this echo chamber with Twitter. But like I said, Twitter shouldn't really be the centre point. It should be the match day experience that tells you how the fan base think. And the, the fan base love their neck oil, love their pizza and, 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 and chips and, and, and chicken dippers and the rest of it. And they love their club shop. So Just here we are. Diving in on like what you've said there, mate, and kind of going back to my original point, I'll, I'll put this to you there, mate, because, you know, the internet content on the internet is nothing if it isn't binary right and we're not making unnecessary <laughs> big statements about things but right now where tottenham hotspur are okay genuinely are we more likely to win the premier league or get relegated from the premier league in your opinion i, I you know what after after what leicester did and because I'm, I'm, I'm obviously an absolute dreamer, I'd say we're more likely to win the league because we're more likely when it, Spurs always do the unexpected and, and they do it accidentally, which is what's so irritating about this football club. But you can apply we, this both ways, mate, to be fair. No, I know, I know. But it, it, would, it would be like, how awful would we have to be like, I'll I tell you what, I, let, let, let me just, I'll, I'll make this one quick. If we get to the summer and we appoint an underwhelming manager and we think, okay, and we got director of football and we think, okay, and we don't see the likes of Dyer and, and one or two others get moved on mm-hmm. and Hugo Lloris stays on, I, I doubt that's going to happen. And, and, and it doesn't feel that there's enough of a change. We don't buy a new keeper. We don't buy two centre-backs. We don't buy an attacking midfielder. Um, then I will be worried because I will say, well, what, what have we actually done? We haven't changed anything. We've brought, brought in a new manager that might play more expansive football, but have we have we strengthened the backbone, the spine of the, the club? Now, that's a lot to think that we wouldn't do that, considering all eyes on Levy in the club. They know that they need to do something progressive and they need to do something 
that inspires us all to, to believe again. So if those basic things don't happen, then then I, I might start to worry depending on, on how we start the, the season. But I generally buy into the fact that when you look at the core set of players, you look at Destiny arriving, Spence coming back, and I know they're, they're young, I get it, and Spence needs... We need to actually see him play consistently to get an idea of whether he is good enough for the Premier League at this point. Um, but if you look at some of the other players, Basuma, you know, how good he is when he's allowed to roam a little bit and be more aggressive. Benton Cole, when he comes back, chucking a Madison or, or a player with a similar ilk in amongst it in the middle as well. Suddenly, things don't look that bad. Even this season, we've been fairly awful. But when we when we were attacking... And when we do attack, we, we look incredibly good. And we've had a lot of injuries. We've had, we've had a lot of other little things that have, that have kind of buried the... the, uh, the they've been buried in amongst the bigger stories. Conte's implosion and, and the rest of it, and all the other personal things that, that happened to him. Some of the injuries we've had and, and, and Son's form and the rest of it have been... Uh, I mean, they've completely destroyed any, 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 any consistency for us this season. At one point, we were, what, third and fourth? I know people like to mention this. Well, when Conte was still here, we were still in top four. Okay, we were barely in top four. In fact, it was like, pinch yourself. How are we in top four? But you think we were that bad, and we were actually still in, in the top four. How, how did we manage that? How bad is everyone else? So as much as it's easy to focus just on Spurs and say, well, this is what might happen to us, you've got to remember there's all these other teams around us. You have no, no idea what they're going to do. And, 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 you know, if you think all of them are going to do well, then that's just going to make the entire league a lot closer than than, than, than it is. Um, I'm going to just stick with, I think we're, we're more likely to win the league because that's the more ridiculous thing out of the two. And Tottenham ultimately are, are an absolute elite Ridiculous football club, um, so I'm 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 just going to stay with that and be mocked for, for saying it. Look, if um, we're talking about like a new, you know, you've spoken about Lloris maybe going and all that type of thing. We're talking about a new era. It, it would have been easier to to discuss this through the kind of prism of Arna Slot coming in. Um, yeah, mate. But, but as now that's seemingly not happening, fuck knows. Yeah. But let's just say it is, you know, say it's Postacoglu or even if it is a Brendan, oh, fucking hell. I mean. I know, I know. know. I just like, it may, don't but fancy we, we, that one at all. You know. Um, let, actually, let's do this first. Let's talk, no, no. Right. Ah, God, I'm tying myself in knots. Look, <laughs> is, is, there, is there any case to be made that Maybe this summer, let's just get what we can get for Kane. Like, I don't want him to... The thought of Harry Kane not being at this football club, as I've made clear on this podcast several, several times, I don't buy into the idea that we're somehow a bet... We can maybe be better without Kane. Somehow we can Hmm. play, you know, higher pressing football, blah, blah. I'm sure in principle that's sound, but also Harry Kane scores loads and loads of goals and is one of the best players in world football like don't rush somebody like him out the door but that said we've got it hanging over us now I'm I'm very much of the opinion he ain't signing a new contract at Spurs so our options are now sell him this summer or he goes on a free next year to probably fucking Chelsea or somewhere like that that's going to be horrible right 
Okay, but we don't even need to put he he can choose where he goes next summer yeah. or we sell him this year for yeah. probably fuck all for probably 50 60 million pounds or something like that. Yeah. But at least we have some control over where he goes. But it's not so much about just like where Harry Kane goes or not, right? It's also about yeah. look, if we are trying to bring in Amarim, right? Let's let's just to say him, right? Amarim, young project manager he comes in, he decides to take over. He wants to build a new legacy at Tottenham. He's got a five-year roadmap, right? Yeah. Harry Kane being around for another year, all the shit around that, all the press, every single press conference, the manager being asked, every single BT, Sky, post or TNT, sorry now, or Sky, post-match interview of Harry Kane. What about your future, Harry? Yeah, 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 exactly. Do, do we need that? Like, do we really no, need that? Uh, this you, is, know? you see, okay, this is this is what I'm, I talk. This is what I mean by ruthless and and, and um, cutthroat decision making. Like on an emotional level, I want him, I would want Kane to stay, right? For obviously the greatest ever player, goal scorer. You want you want him to stay for for as long as he's playing football. But then the reality of it is exactly what you've explained there, that if someone does come in and they want to, to build something here properly, they're going to they're gonna want to make tough decisions. And most of, the, most of the problem with Spurs right now is that we haven't moved on from, from Pochettino. We haven't moved on from, from that success that we had that was not... I mean, it was out of the blue, right, to the point where we, we were overachieving and then somehow underachieving, right? I think that really burnt us out as a football club. And this is what I mean about the likes of Dyer and Hugo and one or two others. There's emotional baggage these guys are carrying and we're carrying that same baggage and we keep looking to the past to build the future. We need to let go of the past and then just look ahead. And someone like Slot coming in and doing that would have been ideal. Now, maybe Slot has said, I want to sell Kane. We, we don't know. We, we, I'm, I'm, obviously, I'm making this up, right? And maybe the club thought, "Are you? What the fuck is wrong with this guy? He wants to sell Kane. Like we can't have, we can't appoint this geezer." And it's it's in those moments where perhaps again there is naivety. I'm not saying it's the right decision. The right decision would to to would be to sell Kane an idea about what Spurs are going to become, and then maybe have him on some kind of influential coaching position. If you know what I mean, without the badges, feels just, like that ship sailed, though, right? That feels like that's what Mourinho or Conte was, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. It's it's definitely sailed. So we're in this position where we don't make. He doesn't feel from the outside looking in, based on all the scraps and all and all the a, a lot of bullshit that these journalists publish and a, a lot of stories that we seem to buy into for no reason. It's just said. Like the other day, we. Slot was in London and he was practically signing for Tottenham. Yeah, and this was getting shared about, and th- and now he's like, oh no no no, they never spoke to him, uh, and he and you know he he's always wanted to stay where he's where he's at, and it's like, well, like who, what is going on here? This is Jack and Ori. This is, and we're trying to work out, but we we can we we know the club well enough to know that they're not thinking holistically, they're not thinking with with expanse expansiveness, and I I often thought Potch would have been the PR appointment that it would have ticked loads of boxes because it would have kept us quiet and happy. Most of us anyway. And and I, I, I often found myself thinking maybe the club are being a little bit shrewd here. They're not going for the easy option. They're thinking about longevity and they're thinking mm. about making the right decision this time and not giving the fans what they, what they think the fans want or, but, but I've gone full circle now and, and, 
the reality is Poch probably was the ideal guy yeah. for a number of reasons because it fits and he can come back in as there's almost like a story that need, that needs completing. He can come back in after four or five years and go right. Let's I, I get it. Let's let, let's start again. And there's confidence in him based on what he's already achieved. Now, supposedly they don't rate him. Supposedly he's lost his edge. Supposedly he 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 can't. The expectation for him to to replicate what he did first time round perhaps is impossible. Therefore, that that might it might implode, and and we might we we might really be crushed as a as a fan base if that was to happen. And Spurs just want to do something new, and that's fine. But if you look at all the managers we're we're supposedly looking at, they they all seem to be slightly different. And and I get it, that's football. There's no real two managers that that are similar, but it it doesn't feel like this club understand how to how to evolve away from what the, the mess that we've created for ourselves, like properly. Um, I've actually forgot the, the your question. This is textbook spooky, by the way. Like, I don't know if it's just my old age now, but I'm getting worse. Um, just, just basically, you know, is there a case rambling. to be made that we should just bin off Kane? And but you've already sort of answered <laughs> that, you know, that we're looking to the future. I, I old man. But but yeah, but okay. Let, let me just let me just conclude that then. But I'm not saying bin off him. Kane if we're getting Brendan Rodgers in. Like I understand it for the prism of slot or even yeah. Amarim, who I don't know much about, but I understand is a young, upwardly, you know, whatever, upward trajectory manager. have been the Harry Kane team, right? Okay, Pep was kind of right. And and how can he, how can we not be that when he's he's such a leader, such an elite footballer, so important, best, best, best striker at the club, best midfielder at the club, right? And sometimes the best defender at the club. So... Um, Losing him is going to hurt, regardless of how it happens. If it happens this summer or next summer, it's going to hurt. Only a miracle it would appear now. If you want to be like really negative about it, or re- or realistic rather, only a miracle would keep him here. If he if something happened and he thought, "Aye, aye, Spurs might be onto something finally," but you feel that he just wants to go off and just pick up some tin pots just for the sake of the trophy cabinet, and that's fair enough. Like, good luck to him if that's what he chooses to do. I can't control that. But I would agree that if someone came in and they 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 were they they had a vision of where we want to go or what we want to do, then the board should be backing him. And I'm not I'm not saying give him full control and he can appoint his own director of football and he gets a bit shady. Just the club should really have a vision that the manager fits into. It should be that easy, uh, like uh, you know, just a, a, a shoe that 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 fits. Uh, is it Cinderella? I should know this, considering how many Disney movies I've watched. Um, it, but you know, we're just—we just—it—it it doesn't appear like there, there's something there. That the, it doesn't appear that there's there, there's something concrete there. Um, it still feels like, what can you do for us? How can you how can you come in and and I don't know. Is that modern football now? This we bang on about heritage and tradition and whatever else. Is it simply? Is it simply get someone in who can manage a bunch of good players? We'll spend a couple hundred million and just see what you can do with it. I mean, is that the way football is for 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 clubs like Spurs, who are who are not the billionaire football clubs, even though we kind of are and and will be in terms of revenue, but we're not behaving like the the likes of City and and Chelsea, and and again, nearly every nearly every club that we're competing with. Has that experience and platform? They have. They know. They understand what it takes to 
to win things because they got they lucked out, you know, back in back in the nineties and, and early two thousands. I say lucked out. I mean they were just they were doing it right in the first place whilst we were wallowing in 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 the bottom half of the table, uh, nearly crippled financially. So we are we're we are always looking up, but I think I think we just build too many obstacles, um, you know, in house. Um, it's hard enough, man, to compete with these football clubs. Like, but when you've got your own club, kind of shooting itself in the foot all the time, it, it becomes even harder to, to to manage. What are you thinking about managers, mate? Because look, it seems oh, like Arna slots off the table. Wh- where are you at? Like, if it is, you know, Miggy Delaney saying Postacoglu now. Oh no, I don't know. I don't know. He manages Celtic. I mean, no disrespect to the guy, but. He's, he's also like, I've sort of he's fifty-seven, I've, right? I've rallied against ageism as well previously on this, but <laughs> when I actually sit here, I am like, well, you know, I mean, I don't know, mate. I really don't. Do you know, know. Do you know what? I, I, my, I my, my, just to clarify that, my concern yeah, is more like he's fifty-seven and he seems to be like in a fairly junior place in his career already. Like, you know, it, it, it just doesn't. Hmm. See, see again. It's funny the way our, our minds work because if we if we appointed uh, Julian, who's uh, eleven to two at the minute, or whatever that means, I, I, I barely, as you can see, I, I barely put bets on. Um, he seems to be the favourite for some reason. Um, if we appoint him, he's, he could be the wrong person for the club, club right? Because he's he, he he's very young, very egotistic skates to work um you know if you believe the director of football thing or, or people often knee jerk towards that and we're not knee jerk they often think oh leave you fucking things up again because he's not giving full control to the manager and and you know i i kind of said something on twitter earlier today and someone said well maybe that's a it's a good thing like giving full control to a manager is probably not the right thing to do um, but there has to be a middle ground, right? And if you if you're obviously not getting there in discussions, then you, the vision of the manager and the club are, are two completely different things. They're at odds with each other. But Nagelsmann would have me hyped because he brings hype, and you know the football's going to be good, and, it, and it, Tottenham are going to be a bit of rock and roll. And I think we're, we're missing that at the minute. We're missing that kind of the proper definition of Spursy, you know, socks rolled down and, and shirts tucked out. And you're just swaggering. Like, where's the swagger and the swashbuckle and the, like, I'm going fucking Tottenham today. I'm going I'm to go and see the Spurs. Yeah. And, and do you know what I mean? It, really, again, really basic necessities, really important things. Like, we all, like, forget Twitter, again, forget about it. Because when you're at the game and you go back into the bars after the game, everyone, and the pubs outside the stadium as well, everyone gets on with it. They're all happy to be Spurs. We're all having a moan. We're all pissed off. But we're all going to be there next season again. It's just, it's just what it is. You, your club chooses you, and you crack on with it. You have good seasons, you have bad seasons. Tottenham are failing at the very top tier of, of, of football. We're, we're basically failing at trying to, to win things. Whereas most football clubs will never come close to winning anything. And we're at the point, at the point where we should be winning things because again, we can attract the right level of players. Maybe not the same as Chelsea and City, but we can be up there. We can be competitive. So I get it. You know, you you can be pissed off with with, with the way that the club is being managed. But when you go to a, a football match and you have your beer and you get in your seat, 
you just want to believe that, that something's happening, that mm-hmm. something special's happening. And he might be able to bring that, even if it is an illusion. And he, then he does a Conte and, and completely, like, you know, loses his head and fucks off and blames the club and we're back where we are again. But I will take that right now because I just want the football side of it to be good. Everyone else, apart from... Um, Slot is the one I wanted because I think he's, he, he looks the right fit for the club. I, I don't fancy the rest. I don't fancy Rodgers. I don't really like Rodgers. I'd have to just accept it and, and support him and back him and just crack on. Enrique, you know, from a very non-extra inch perspective, I think he's football. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know whether it's the... Is that the right fit? We're banging on about, about identity and philosophy. And then the rest of them... Nah, I just... <laughs> yeah, we're going to be back with giving it to Ryan, Ryan Mason. And I don't think Ryan Mason is tactically astute enough to to organise our defence and, and, and to maybe influence big players who who, um, who who probably do need a very strong, egotistic type of player. And, and Mason speaks really well, and I think he's got the right... He's got the right traits, but he's undercooked. He needs to get out there. He needs to... Frank Lampard, Lampard it somewhere, uh, but but not obviously be completely dog shit. Um, so I, I, to be honest, I am now really worried about potential uh, uh, mediocre output from from this football club. Like you've actually you you actually changed my stand standpoint now. I'm I'm actually shit in the bed now. <laughs> I mean, I thanks, Jack. Cheers, I, I know it's not popular, mate, but I would. I would definitely like probably give it Mace over Rogers or something. I think oh, I don't know. See, Rogers is like is is nightmare territory, but I think if I try and sort of separate my my dislike for the guy and whatever, I reckon you could probably say that what would happen is that he'd maybe have a bit of a red nap effect on us. And we'd start playing all right again because yes. he does that, right? He he does play yeah, decent yeah. foot. When his teams are flying, they're fucking flying. Brendan Rodgers, you have to give him yeah. that. And I could see us conceivably suddenly having maybe two years when we're like, this is quite good fun, and we're pushing again for the top four. It feels like it's a bit of a spirit again. But with him, you just know the wheel. Every single club he goes to, the wheels fall off in a big way, like in a big yeah. way. Yeah. We don't need that, man. Like, we don't no. need, like, two years of distraction to end up back here or worse in a couple of years. Like, it's, his, it's time to get serious. And I think if if that perfect candidate isn't there for us now, I, I see less harm, honestly, in just giving it to Mason. Even if it's for half a season and come November time, Nagelsmann is suddenly like, fuck, Real Madrid didn't come in for me. Maybe I should just kind of. Maybe this is a learning for me. Maybe I should go meet in the middle with a club like Tottenham and realise that it is a good opportunity. You know, yeah, like exactly. So, maybe like maybe there isn't any harm in just kind of because I, I just stuff like this, like Rogers or I. I honestly, <laughs> I even feel it with somebody like Luis Enrique, mate. I I still just have that feeling of like. In a very different way. I don't think it, the wheels fall off in the same way or anything, but I just feel, again, it's more of the same. It's a manager who's coming with lofty ideals, with like big expectations. Mm. You know, he's managed that. Yeah. To be fair, he was Who... he, he didn't do very well at places like Roma either. You know, he, he smashed it yeah. at Barcelona, but people kind of gloss over 
a lot of his sort of managerial credentials really other than like doing all right at Spain and being unbelievable at uh, Barcelona that had MSN as people like to call them you know Hmm. I was going to say something really deep then it's just left my brain which is not very good for 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 a podcast but I guess I guess where I was where I was going was that I've got it wrong like most get it wrong apart from those who always say that the manager's the wrong manager you know you most of the time you're going to get that right for obvious reasons um, but I've kind of backed Mourinho I kind of backed Conte and it's just it just comes from a place where you just want your team to do well so you kind of buy into it so I'm not saying that you know if Rogers is appointed or someone else is appointed that you know I'm still going to have the concerns that you've described but I will I will I will just crack on with it because that's that's all I can do and people out there will say well that's you're not doing enough then what are you doing to change the mate I, I, what do you want me to do stand in the dugout like I'm not you know I might know more about football than Tim Sherwood. Well, actually, I don't. Even Tim Sherwood knows a lot more about football than all of us. And look at the state of uh, his managerial tenure, right? Or tenures. Um, the fact is, as fans, we kind of have this perspective from the outside because that's where we are always. And we know what's best for the club, definitely. But the delivery of that is obviously out of our hands again because, you know, ideally you'd want a manager like Pochettino, that type of ilk, to come in and, and do a job for us and play the, this kind of swarming football. Um, and that doesn't often play out the way that it should when you do look at maybe bringing in someone. But when you're bringing in, play, uh, when you're bringing in managers like Mourinho and Conte, you're never going to get that, you know. You're never going to get that. You can bang on about Con uh, about Mourinho getting sacked before the League Cup final, but if the, if it wasn't for the pandemic and the lockdown, he would have been sacked long before then, because all of you in the ground, all of us in the ground, would not have stood for 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 what we were watching. So the point being is, you can have the best intentions as uh, you know, regardless of who you are, manager, board, chairman, supporter. When the appointment's made, like we are in a position where we're going, we're going to have to, we might not like it, but we're just going to have to hope for the best. And and that's most football clubs most of the time, right? We should really be in a position at this point to make an appointment that actually unites all the clans, all the supporters, that we're all on the same page. And we're like, you know what? It might be tricky at the beginning, but I, I'm buying into this. I believe this is the right... The club have done the right thing here. And most of us thought that of Conte, to be fair. We thought, you know what? He might not be the right fit, but he's the catalyst. He's going to change the way this club works. And for, for a moment, for a moment, it kind of looked like it was heading towards that direction. And and then it just it literally did a U-turn and went in the opposite way. So... So I don't know. It feels it feels Nuno-ish at this point, right? Because like the managers that we thought we were going to get, we're not getting, and and now in our heads, we're we're almost scripting the narrative to be, are oh, we going to end up with third choice and fourth choice? And maybe the reality is there is no first, second, third choice. There's four or five managers that they want to talk to, and uh, maybe they hit a brick wall with one or two, and then they move on to the next. But I don't, I don't really believe that. I think there is a list of managers, but I think Spurs are waiting to get lucky with one of them. And perhaps the right manager that we need 
they're not going to do enough to get that person in. And that is where it comes back to the whole ruthlessness and, and the self-awareness and the fact that Levy, unfortunately, or, or however you want to look at it, is just not cut out with making these decisions anymore. It's too much. Um, and do you know what? To finish up on this rant as well, mate, I think it's a good thing that we're this noisy, even even the people that I don't agree with and, and whatever else, because it shows that we are ambitious. We want this club to be successful. And, we, and we're not doing it. I want to say we're not doing it in a petulant way, although I think we're going to get to the point where that's going to happen. It happened at Arsenal. But Arsenal kind of went through this cleansing, like, like having been so petulant for years, expecting titles and cups and, and the rest of it. They realised, no, we've got, we've got to rediscover who we are again. And, and they had a couple of rough seasons with Arteta and most of them wanted him sacked. And look at what got delivered quite unexpectedly uh, this season. Or maybe not so much because, you know, Arteta tapped into the youthfulness of the squad he's got and, he, and, he's, and he's got them playing and believing in, in a philosophy. And what we're wanting right now is, is almost the same thing. But, but, but we want to own it the way that Spurs would own it in the past when we've had a bit of swashbuckle and, and spirit and swagger. And that's all we're asking for. Just that get that right and you're halfway there. The, there's no guarantees in football, man. There's no guarantees. Everything's a risk. Everything is a risk. Even if you appoint the right manager, it's still a risk. But you want to believe the club are doing everything the right way to make it possible. And I don't think we we ever get near to doing that. Um, and it's it's frustrating. I'm still not going to stand out the crowd outside, outside the, the ground, rather as I chew on my words. I'm still not going to stand outside the the, 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 the club shop and, and protest and whatever else. I'm going to still go to the games. I'm not going to hunger strike and not and not eat when I'm at, at the football or drink when I'm at the football. I'm there for my mental health, believe it or not, as much as that's a contradiction <laughs> and a paradox. But I, I, I love going to the football. I love I love seeing everyone there. As long as as long as my mates go, I will go. The, the moment they all start, uh, the, the moment they all stop going to football, I, there'd, there'd be no reason for me to to keep going. Nice. That's, that, that, you're giving it all this, mate. You're just a Levy shill. You're popping popping one balloon at a time. <laughs> against Mate, the protest first. I don't know what you're drinking but I'm drinking champagne <laughs> When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.